Hi everyone, welcome to the Reitzel Brothers Podcast. I'm Matt. And I'm Curtis. We are the co-hosts of this podcast. We are investor-focused realtors working with our clients to help them build massive wealth in real estate. This is a place where we talk about real estate investing, wealth, and giving back. Make sure to check us out on YouTube and join our private real estate investor group on Facebook called the Tri-City Real Estate Investor Club. Links are in the description. Enjoy this episode. I got your fancy bio. Are you ready for me to read it out for you? What'd you get? <laughs> From you. So Jeff Reitzel is an active real estate and mortgage broker, ranking top 1% in Canada for the last 20 years in a row. His purpose in life is to help mentor others in all aspects of life and business. He's been on many, many humanitarian aid trips to Africa, working closely with cured leopards and orphans, was voted top 40 under 40 in Kitchener-Waterloo, was awarded the Pierre Fournier, is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. Fournier? Cool. Awesome. Five Diamond Award for Mortgage Alliance and the WOW Mentor Award for Waterloo Region. He has recently been named the Canadian Ambassador to Ghana, Africa for Possibilities International. Please welcome Jeff. So a spontaneous round of applause. Yes. I guess I can go now. What's up? I said, I guess I can go now. <laughs> yeah. Just so please. I'd like to first thank you guys for doing this. I know when I started investing in real estate many years ago, this would have been totally awesome to be able to bounce ideas off other people and hear from mm-hmm. other investors. The only investors I had to hear from were in books. And I didn't know if it was real or not. So it's, it's, it, it, this is just wonderful that you're doing this. Like, yeah. like absolutely you. wonderful. Oh, thank you. So, and um, I guess to start it off, he's the reason, since he's complimenting us, I really appreciate that. He's the reason why we got into real estate. So it was about, um, what was it, like five or six years ago. Know, yeah. yeah, I remember sitting down and asking her parents, because we were interested in investing in real estate. And um, our parents aren't in real estate at all. Um, and I remember... You know, like asking your dad about investing in real estate. And he's like, well, can't really help because they never have. But they said, you know, my cousin, my, my dad's cousin's with Jim, um, who's your father. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, he said, you know, like Jim sends us out these birthday goodies every year, you know, like in the mail. And, and he's a realtor. Like I met him a few <coughs> times, but I just, it's not because we haven't talked much, just because, you know, the family's so big. He, and he's like, why, like. Why, do you, like, why don't you go sit down with Jim and ask him some questions? He's a realtor, and maybe he can help you. Then I remember sitting down with you and Jim and meeting room A in the office here, and uh, Jeff was like, well, you, you, know, you don't have any money, so you can't buy anything, but why don't you get your real estate license and come and join the team, and, and uh, you know, we can help you guys with your sales and help you guys with investing in real estate. And then I think it was about... I think it was about like six or eight months later, we had our license and then joined the team. It was just really cool. And, you know, kind of figuring out the wealth of knowledge that you guys had all the experience. It's just, like, it was the weirdest thing how that one relationship, that introduction, just totally changed, like, my, I mean, like, both of our lives forever. So I just want to say thank you for that. Well, and then you guys had quite an impact on your parents, too. Because right. even though they weren't in real estate and weren't real estate investors, they are now. 100%. Right, and that's because of you guys. Right. right. Soon after joining our team, you did buy your first property and then had a massive influence on them, and they now own multiple properties. Right. And I can promise you they never thought in their wildest yeah. dreams they would have anything more than the house they lived in. So right. that's thanks to you guys. And this is kind of how we pay it forward, and you're now paying it forward to you know, investors like this. That It's awesome. That's awesome. So I'm pretty proud of you. All right, so we're going to stop complimenting each other. Yeah. <laughs> we can just leave just, now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's just like there's... Yeah, but I've never really had a chance to do that before. You know? No, but so. it's, it's... And as, as, as guys, we don't often say we're proud of each other. For sure. Proud of you guys. No, but it's, it's cool just, you know, like when, you know, when people ask, you know, like, who's your biggest mentor? I'm always like, Jeff. 
And then Kevin and Jim, who sure. Kevin's your brother, and then your father, just getting us into the real estate industry and just the mindset. Um, and the, you know, the big thing for me that I really, I really love about you guys is just it's not all about business. There's so much more to it, and mm -hmm. um, I know we're going to touch on it. Like you know, just being a good person, money's good for the good you can do, and a lot of different things. So let's jump in. I guess let's. Uh, like what got you started investing in real estate? How long have you been investing in real estate? Just give us a bit of your backstory. So many in the room here I know have heard me talk before. I, I do a, a seminar once a month and I recognize almost every face in the room. There's a couple that I don't. So some of this stuff you may have heard before. What got me started investing in real estate is I was looking for a way to not use my money to invest anymore. So I'd been investing in mutual funds for many years. And I remember when I was 14 years old, I, I, I had a job at Wendy's on Fairway Road, right. and I was saving around $800 a month. And I'd done that consistently every month for about a year and a half. And many would ask, how could I save $800 a month? Well, I was making 850. That's how I could save 800. None of my friends had jobs. So if they could get by with nothing, surely I could get by with 50 bucks a month. I lived at home. My mom right. made my lunch. She took me to school. Like right. I really didn't need any money for anything. So I remember at the end of my first year, I had, I had $10,000 saved, just under $10,000. And I had read one of the, the Motley Fool books. I used to actually skip school in grade 9, 10, and 11, and I would go to Waterloo Town Square. There was, it was like a value village. I forget what, what, it, what it was called. Right. Uh, it was a Tallies or a value village, something of that sort. And I would go and buy books on investing. Right. I was really intrigued how, I grew up in a, in a semi-detached house in Stanley Park didn't want for anything, had a, an awesome life. We took a family right. vacation every year. Everything was wonderful. I didn't want anything. But I also saw people in different houses and different cars and different stuff, and I just went, why? Why is there a difference? I didn't think it was any better. I just wanted to know why. Right. And that led me to investing. I'd always had an entrepreneurial twinge, always, even from a young age. I was delivering 362 penny saver magazines every Saturday morning. Now I think they don't allow kids to deliver, well, it's not penny saver. Right. Those flyers, they eventually put a rule in that you couldn't deliver more than 50. But I was, right. I took on the, as big as road as I could in Forest Heights. And those came with 11 inserts and often boxes of cereal and everything else. It was a, right. it was a crazy Saturday. But I always had that twinge to just to do more. Right. I remember buying erasers at a um, place on Victoria Street. It's still there. Army surplus. So I'd go there and buy boxes of erasers and then go to door to door and sell these erasers. Right. <laughs> it's just, yeah. And you were just 14 to, years old at the time? No, I would have been probably 11, 10 or 11 at, at that time. But at 14, starting at, at Wendy's, I had read books on the stock market. And I learned all the books said that if you invest your money in the stock market, you'll earn a 12% rate of return year over year, consistently. I haven't found that to be the case, but that's what all the books said. Right. So I went, if I, if I invested $10,000 a year and I did that for 40 years, I'd have between nine and $10 million at the end of 40 years. And that was obviously very exciting to me. I thought you could buy the world for, for $10 million. I didn't like that I was gonna be 55 right. when I got there. Because at 14, 55 is, is your grandparents, right? It's, it's really old <laughs> when you're, now I'm like just a few years from there, but, but back then it was really old. So I learned about a concept called leverage where you could borrow money to invest and then make payments on the loan. So I thought if I could take out a loan for $130,000 and invest that in mutual funds and have that working from day one, 
if the market went up 10% the first year, I would gain 14,000. Right. Because I'd get 10% of the 140 that I had invested. So when I forecasted that out over 40 years, I'd have between 13 and 14 million rather than between 9 and 10. And I went, wow, that's pretty exciting. Where did that free money come from? Right. And it came from leverage, from having the money in there right from the beginning. So whether I was doing an $800 a month voluntary contribution or doing an $800 loan payment, didn't really make a difference. It was right. still $800. Right. Now, I didn't qualify for $130,000 loan at the time, but I knew I would someday. I think I got a $2,000 loan was my, was my very first loan. But it right. got me thinking that way and then stumbling across real estate. And I was probably 15 or 16 or 17 when I started becoming really interested in investing in real estate, but I didn't really have anywhere to go or anybody to ask. I was still kind of working part-time jobs, maybe working for my dad part-time. Yeah. My parents knew nothing about investing in real estate. I didn't know anybody in my world that invested in real right. estate. So I just kind of went, well, maybe someday. I'll right. do that someday. And then I got involved in real estate, like getting my real estate license. At what age? Uh, tw 20 or 21. Yeah. Yeah. And you got your mortgage license, same time, right? Same time, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was 20 or 21, I think. So it's been like 10 years now. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just 10. <laughs> it's funny. We were on an appointment. I don't know if you guys remember this three years ago, and it was with one of my old neighbors when I was growing up. And so we're going through the house, and... And she goes, wow, your boys have really grown. <laughs> I'm like, those are my boys. <laughs> those are my cousins. <laughs> We're not that far apart in age. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah, so it's, it, it's been just over 20 years. It's been so 20 21 years. years now. Right. So, then so I didn't start investing right away right. Though when, I, when, I, when I first got my license. Um, pretty soon after, but not, not right away. Right. I bought a house right away, to, or a condo to live in. Actually, Kevin, my younger brother, and I bought this condo together. So we were thinking maybe it's going to be an investment, but we weren't really sure. Right. Once we took possession of it and, and renovated it, we realized that our mother wasn't going to come with us. So we decided to rent it out and stay at home. We really enjoyed the home-cooked meals and you know, kind of the, the free lifestyle. Um, so that's what we did. We actually rented it out, and I, I stayed at home until the day I was married. Um, but it wasn't my, right. my, wasn't my first on-purpose real estate investment. My first one that was really on purpose that I thought about would have been 2001. Was that Highland? 2002, yeah. That was Highland, the triplex, right? Yeah. Cool, I got a pretty good memory then. So when did, um, when, because Jim, your dad, um, he taught for many, many years. Yeah. When did he get his license? How old were you when he got his license? He got I would have been business. 13 when he got his real estate license, but okay. he continued teaching until I was 20. I was right. 19 or 20, so it was around the time that I decided to get into real estate, right. he decided to leave teaching. Gotcha. So his, his he, he's an entrepreneur as well. He used to own KW Motorhomes on Victoria Street here before I was born, and my mom said, we're going to have kids, you're getting a job. Right. So he went to teacher's college and became a teacher. Yeah. So then in, in, in high school, kind of leading up to 20s and 21, um, like did you go to college or university at all? I just went to college for uh, real estate. That was yeah, it. gotcha, yep. gotcha. And were you like rebellious in high school, or did you just do it and get it done, and then just want to get on with life, or I just wanted to get it done. You yeah, just want to get it I done. wouldn't say I was rebellious. Yeah, my mom might say different, but yeah. I didn't get in any trouble. Yeah, yeah, you just want to get it done. Yeah. So then got got your real estate license and your mortgage license, and like how was like growing those businesses. You kind of just followed after your dad. I kind of know your story. Yeah, I actually did. That. So that's and that's what I encourage anybody that's getting into any business or getting into real estate investing. You can try to recreate the wheel if you want, or just go find people that are doing what you want to do and do what they do. Right. So that's all I did in real estate. Is I said, Dad, what are you? Do? So I remember approaching him one day saying, Hey, can I get into real estate? And he said, I could care less what you do. Right. 
and I think it was the best answer he could have given me. Rather than trying to pull me into something, it wasn't that he could care less, he just didn't, you know, he wanted us to make up our minds and do whatever we wanted to do. Yeah. So I said, well, what does it take to get your real, your real estate license? And he said, well, there's some courses, go figure it out. And I think it was awesome, because then I went and figured it out, and, right. and I got my real estate license. Right. And was it from getting just, I guess on the realtor front of things and on the mortgage agent side of things, was it just off to the races, you were just starting to crush it, or was it tough for the first couple of years, or did it just immediately, like you jumped in, followed after your dad? Well, I was still, I was living at home, so right. it wasn't, well, it, it, sure, I wasn't making what I make now back then, right. but what, what I wanted to do was, I wanted to model after him. So I said, I want to see what you're doing. I know I'm stuffing envelopes in the office right now. I want to stop doing that. I just want to come with you on appointments. Right. I don't want you to pay me. I just want to come on appointments with you, right. which is kind of what you guys did to a degree too, yeah. right? Yeah. Rather than just giving you fish, it'd be better to teach you how to fish. For sure. So I would just come on appointments with him and kind of memorize what he was saying, understanding that I'm going to deal, he's dealing with humans, I'm going to deal with humans. Yeah. If I say what he says, it's probably going to work for me. Yeah. Especially with us, our personalities are very similar. Yeah. Maybe I got to change a few things, but it was just modeling after somebody else. And sure, it was slow at, at the beginning. Yeah. There's no question. No, for sure. I just didn't know, because I know, I know you and the level of production now and whatnot. Um, but what would, so okay, so you bought the first purpose triplex after the one condo, uh, and that was like a two bedroom condo, right? I think I have an idea. Yeah, after the, well, was it a triplex and a duplex and a condo? Gotcha, okay. Yeah. And what was, the, what was that first property, the triplex? Um, was, it, was it value add? Because I know you talked about it like, in the investor workshop, some people might not. Yeah. yeah. So that, that first triplex that I purchased, actually this I don't talk about in, in my seminar, but I remember for years I was always like ready, aim, ready, aim, ready, aim, ready, aim, ready, aim. Yeah. looking for the perfect property at the perfect cap rate or percentage of purchase price to right. whatever all those different metrics are that people use. And I just wasn't finding it. I went, that property doesn't exist. Or if it does, I'm, I just don't know where to look for it. Right. So I'm going to go out this Saturday and I'm going to book as many triplexes as I can get into and I'm going to buy one. And on Sunday, I'm going to book as many duplex. I had the financing set up so I could as many duplexes as I can get into, and I'm gonna buy one of them. I'm just gonna buy the best one of right. the, the ones I look at. It doesn't mean it was the best triplex, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull the trigger and do something. Right. So it's conditional on financing, conditional on home inspection, all the normal stuff. Back then you could have as many conditions as you wanted in offers, because there was only one offer. <laughs> like the sellers were happy that they got an offer. <laughs> now they're unhappy if they get eight, you know? Why don't we have 10? So I do the home inspection, and the home inspector at the end of it said, you need to, to run from this property. It's, it's gonna be nothing but nightmares and blah, blah, blah. So I thought about it and I asked to meet him again the next day. And, I, and this was hard for me to ask because he's 25 years older than me, very successful in the business that he was in of home inspections. And I said, how many rental properties do you own? And he said, I've never owned one. And I went, oh, what about the house you live in? How long have you owned that? I don't. And I went, oh. I was just about to take advice from somebody that wasn't qualified to give me advice. Right. And it was, that was an eye-opening moment for me. Now, how long the, the chimney was going to last? Well, that advice I took, or how long the furnace was going to last, but whether I should be investing and what type of properties I should be investing in, he wasn't qualified. He just simply wasn't qualified. Right. So I didn't listen to him, and I, and I made that purchase. Right. And then I made, and he said the same thing about the duplex on the Sunday, and I made that purchase. Right. And then where I've gone from there, had I not pulled that trigger, I don't know, I don't know where I would be today. Right. But it, it, it taught me two lessons. One is to pull the trigger, and two is to make sure you, you know who you're talking to. Right. 
and, and, and dig deeper and ask more questions. So when someone says you shouldn't buy that property to flip, well, how many properties have you flipped? Right. Well, I haven't flipped any. Next. <laughs> like right. literally, I'm not going to have a conversation with them anymore about why I shouldn't flip that property. And how old were you when you asked that question to that? Well, I was like 20, right? Or 21 <laughs> or whatever. It was something like that. Yeah. And that was hard for me to ask because who am I to ask somebody how many properties they own or if they own properties? And were right? you just, I guess, you were going back and forth in your head on should I move forward with the purchase or should I not? And then you just said to yourself, well, why don't I just ask? Or did yeah. You? Well, because I was expecting him to say I own two or five ah. or I, I was expecting him to actually right. answer that, hey, I've owned duplexes in the past and here's why you shouldn't buy this one. Right. Right. And then you just move forward on both of them. I did. And, um, okay. And were they both, because I know the, the triplex then you went in, um, I believe one of them you got vacant and then two of them you did um, cash for keys, got and the tenants moved yeah, out. Yeah, actually, no, they were, all, they were all occupied when I bought all it. Occupied, okay. So this was a triplex that was renting for roughly $500 a unit. And I saw, I saw value in renovating the units. In turn, I could increase the rents. Yeah. So I, I found online that you could do a, an agreement to terminate tenancy with, with tenants. Right. So an agreement to terminate tenancy means both parties agree. Right. So I went to all three tenants and said, what would it take for me to buy you out of your leases. You don't have to leave, you're welcome to stay. Rental increase 1% the next year and 2% the next year, you can stay here forever. What would it take to buy you out of your leases? And they were all somewhere between 800 and $1,000 is what they wanted. So I bought them out of their leases. Two of the tenants actually moved into the duplex that I, that I bought, mm. which was kind of cool. Yeah. They just moved over there. And then I renovated all three of those units and rented them out for $750 a month rather right. than 500 a month. Right. So the property had 750 more in cash flow when I say day one, that took, you know, whether, whether it was six months or a year, it took some time to do that. And did you do all that work too? Like I, actually, I did, I did all the painting. Gotcha. So yeah. that's, yeah. 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 I really, I, I still enjoy doing that kind of stuff. I remember you guys, and I, I don't, I don't anymore, so I don't right. do the painting in my rental properties, but I remember, I remember I was up at my cottage, I think it was last year, and I was like chopping wood for a whole day, for like nine hours I was chopping wood, and one of you made the comment like, why are you chopping wood? It was like for nine <laughs> hours, though. Like, I was like, why are you yeah, chopping wood? Cool. Like, yeah. can't you afford somebody chopping wood? Yeah, I can afford. It, it would actually probably be cheaper for me to hire someone to chop wood. Right. You know, dollar-wise, my time is better spent elsewhere. But not everything's about money. For sure. Right? And it, sometimes it's nice to do something different. And right. Chopping wood is awesome. Right. Like, when I have a tenant move out that leaves all of their stuff, I'm the guy that goes in and fills the dumpster. Yeah. Not because I can't afford $200 to have someone else do it. I just, you just enjoy it's that such stuff. a change of pace, and I love it. Yeah. 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 But, now, I mean, and you're kind of just, like, the garbage guy, too, right? Like, you're not the owner going out and grabbing stuff, too. Like True. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it depends on the setup that the investor has, right? Yeah. But for you, it's, it's like, you know, like, you're the furnace filter guy or whatever the case is. Yeah, it's I know cool. the story you're talking about there is I, ha I have a block of townhouses where I own 10 in this in this complex. And I want, I've, I haven't been in them since they were pretty much brand new. So I just wanted to go to take a look at the properties, get a feel for the tenants, see how the, I was really checking up on the property manager. So I said to the right. property manager, can you let all the tenants know between 10 and 12 next Thursday, there's a furnace guy that's gonna come and replace furnace filters, which was me. <laughs> so I showed up with furnace filters. It was a little awkward when they said, you know, the furnace is making this little clicking noise. Do you know what it might be? And I went, nope. <laughs> I gotta get my partner to come look at it. Because um, I know nothing about furnaces. I know where the filter went, right? It was a 20 by 15 or whatever, and that, that's yeah, all I knew. Yeah, yeah. But it was, 
it was good because the tenants didn't know who I was. Right. I, my name meant absolutely nothing to them. And I right. was, what I was doing was just, I was inspecting what I expect. And I think it's good to do that at times. Right. Don't just assume things are being done. And yeah. everything, was, everything was fine. Everything was there was a couple little glitches, but. Yeah. yeah. So I guess 